Well, we have had a really awesome season, and we've got some special things planned tonight to just kind of celebrate what God has done, because he's really done some amazing things throughout this season, which we started, uh, well, this, our season started in the fall, kind of with the school year, but this particular study we've been in, we started when we launched back after the holidays, first of the year, and God really has done some just incredible things in all of our hearts and lives for those of you who've been on this journey with us. And if you haven't, that's okay because your heart's going to be inspired tonight as you hear stories of what God has done and what he wants to do in your life as well. But would you just join me? Can we just take a moment and pray and just ask God to speak to us tonight? Father, we come before you right now. And Father, we just thank you for your presence in this place. We're so grateful. And God, I just ask that you would speak to each one of us by your spirit. God, you know what each one needs to hear tonight. Speak to each one personally, individually, I pray, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to take just a few moments and just kind of refresh our hearts and minds for those who have been in this series with us and fill in those of you who have not been in this series with us about our study in this season. We have been going through this book entitled Fervent by Priscilla Shire. And I love the subtitle here. It says, A Woman's Battle Plan for Serious, Specific, and Strategic Prayer. And you know, the Bible tells us that the enemy is strategic in his schemes against us. He's like that roaring lion, roaming, seeking whom he may devour. That's what the Bible says. But we are not created to be women who just sit back and let him walk all over us. We are not created to be women who allow him to devour us, right? And so that means that we have got to get good at becoming strategic against him. And we do that in prayer. And in James 5.16, it says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. That means the effective, fervent prayer of us, believers, daughters of God, will produce great results, will be incredibly fruitful. But we need our prayers to be effective. And we've learned that our prayers are effective when we base them on God's word, when we stand on God's word. Do you know we spend a whole lot of time agreeing with the enemy rather than agreeing with God? Now, we would say, oh, I would never agree with the enemy. Well, listen, when you worry, when you rehearse all of those lies from the enemy over and over, you rehearse the worry, you rehearse the fear, all of it, you are putting yourself in alignment and agreement with the enemy. So we've got to knock that off. And we've got to get good at putting ourselves in agreement with God's word, discovering what his promises say and standing on them. And when the enemy's lies start to come, we catch them, we take them captive, and we say, no way, I'm not going to believe that. I'm not going to go there. I am standing on God's promises. And we start praying God's promises over our lives. And when we do that, when we become intentional with our prayer lives, we see God do the miraculous. 
Because that's how we line ourselves up in agreement with God is by standing on his word. And there is power when we put ourselves in agreement with him. That's when we will see the miraculous happen in our lives. And we have seen that throughout this study, talking about fervent prayer. Women have seen God show up and do the miraculous. And tonight, we are going to hear some testimonies. We are going to hear from five different women. We're going to hear stories of answered prayer. And we're going to hear stories of how studying about fervent prayer has really impacted women's lives. And so I'm going to ask those of you who are going to be sharing, if you need to scooch up closer, you could do that now. And I am going to come right down onto the floor because they don't all want to have to walk up on the platform. So I'm going to come down here, and we're just going to get cozy with you tonight. And I might need these later, so just got those handy. <laughs> and I am going to ask Miss Beautiful Rhonda Renzema to join me. If you were here on Easter, you... You heard Rhonda's testimony through video, and she's just going to give us a little, little follow-up with that tonight. Oh, scary. <laughs> you'd think uh, after all I've done, you'd, I'd be bold, but I'm not. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, so it was really hard to do that video on my story, but this study has really changed me. So... God has brought me through a past, a very dark past. And I was raped as a young girl, gang raped as a teenager. I was a topless dancer for a long time. On drugs, alcohol, you name it, and much more. But through this study, out of nowhere, God just dropped in my spirit. I think it was like the second chapter. I don't even know what we were on, but... God just dropped in my spirit to finish my book. I started 23 years ago about my story. I just put it in the drawer, started it, never finished it. And I don't know what we were on, but he just has pulled it out of me. I started telling the girls about it. And now I've been on fire about telling my story. So not only that, I don't feel um, ashamed anymore, which was hard. That was really hard. I actually am excited to write my book. My heart is to minister to, sorry, I don't want to get emotional, but I want to minister to women hurting in this horrible drug life, sexual immorality or whatever because there's a lot of women out there hurting. But, sorry, I get emotional because I'm so happy that what I've learned through this book and through getting excited again about my book is how much Jesus loves me. I didn't even really know who he was, but I feel that as I'm trying to write my book and drumming up all that horrible stuff. It's been really hard and emotional, but like, wow, he really loved me. And you know that scripture about 
He left the 99 for the one. I have that one. That song came to my mind. It's like he went after me. He saved me from being killed. Every single chapter in this book has hit home because the beginning of the things that have hit me the most out of this series is every single chapter where the speakers have shared about if I were your enemy, I would. Every single one of those is true. How the enemy gets us and we believe it. We believe the lie. And the other thing is that I'm always hearing from my friends about what does the word say? What does the word say? Do we believe or do we not believe? What does the word say? It's like, God, how many times do we have to hear? What does the word say? Do we just read it or do we believe it? So through this series, it's been pulling at my heart to seek God's word, which I've never done. I thought Pastor Ann thinks I've had an awakening. <laughs> I've just like... <laughs> told her, I think I'm just starting to listen, that's all. <laughs> oh, I'm awake. No. So, so anyway, I've been seeking God's word, digging into scripture, learning to do the strategic prayer. And one of the attacks on my family was my daughter thinks that the whole family hates her and she wanted to disown everybody. So she writes a letter to the family Tells everybody to get lost except me because she lives with me, but <laughs> that would be kind of hard. <laughs> but it was putting me in the middle of my children. I love my son. I love my daughter. She's living with us. Try to listen. I mean, have your kids, you know, when you talk to your kids, they don't listen. So it's like talking to nobody. So, but I, and, and through this series, I'm thinking, you know what? No, no. This is not going to happen. You are not taking my family. I am not going to let you take my family. So learning how to strategically pray, dig into the scriptures, find the scriptures. I start praying like nothing, like you're just praying for my family. Wanting a quick result because I live in a Hallmark moment, so... I want the perfect family, you know, because I watch Hallmark every week, so. <laughs> and my family was not lining up with that Hallmark moment. <laughs> but anyway, I just started praying really hard, and God started answering my prayers. My daughter went for counseling. She went for counseling with her brother, with her dad. We started having family dinners again. And it's a, to me, it's a miracle because that's where the enemy gets us is our family, gets us every place where we're weak. So I would appreciate your prayers because it's really hard to write a book because I don't write a book and I don't, I don't write a book. So anyway, I just want you to know this is a great, great series that we've done. And the other thing that was the most important who taught me how every time at the end of every chapter where everybody shared their prayers. Because I didn't know how to write my prayers down and believe what I was writing down. So that has really helped. Because now I've started writing them down. And I'm standing on the scriptures. And I know that God's going to answer all of our prayers.
For those of you who have not read Fervent, it really is all about praying God's word over our lives, writing out our prayers so that we can pack them full of God's word and stand on them. And I just encourage you, if you haven't yet read it, it is a book you definitely want to read, okay? All right, now we have Lori Jacobo, and she, she has been part of one of our evening connect groups who's also been going through the fervent study along with us and with the Tuesday morning bridge women and God's just done some really neat things in her life hello everybody um okay so since when we first um when it was first announced that we were going to read fervent um I it was just perfect timing for me um I had been God had just been calling me into a deeper place of prayer with him, and, and it was just like every chapter we read was just specifically to me. And so um, one of my main prayers that I have been praying for over five years um, has been for restoration of my children back in my life, complete restoration. Um, and just to give you guys um, a little backstory is um, my kids back in 2014, well, back in 2012, um, I turned away from God, and I started to, um, I fell into a really heavy addiction, um, and it was really quick. It lasted about three years, and I completely, quickly lost everything, very, very quickly, um, and the last thing, the last straw was my children. They, I lost complete custody of them. I had a newborn baby that I lost, and so, and my two, and I have two, th I have three boys, so two of my boys went to go live with their dad completely. I just completely lost everything. So for me, that was a rock bottom because my kids have always been my everything. You know, they were the reason that kept me um, going. And so um, it was a, mere, a blessing in disguise because I turned my life around. I started to seek God. And little by little, he began restoring me, restoring my kids. I got complete custody of my youngest. I got, I got 50 50 custody of my um, two older children was which was a huge huge just miracle um, so when we began this study um, I had still been praying for complete restoration of my two oldest children because um, they were just going through some things in my heart I knew that they needed to be with me and God had already confirmed that to me they need they're gonna be with you but the whole process was very, very difficult because they weren't very stable uh, where they were at. They were uh, suffering, and they would come and tell me stories and tell me things, and it just broke my heart as a mom. Sorry. Um, it broke my heart as a mom because as a mother, you just want to go rescue your kids from what they're suffering. And, I, and God just told me, be still and trust me. So in this book, um, it took... I grabbed onto my prayer and I said, okay, I'm going to grab some scriptures. And it was a, uh, something that really impacted me was when the pastor from Cottonwood came and she uh, shared those scriptures. And I held on to those scriptures. And if I backtrack just a little bit, um, before we started the study, my 13-year-old son came to me and he said, mom, I, uh, I want to live with you. He said, we, I believe that in my heart that your house is stable and where we're at, it's not completely stable and it's not the best for me and my brother and we, I want to go to school with you. So I said, okay. Uh, I prayed on it and I went to court. And I, but at this time, I had gone to court so many times that just I was done with it. I said, God, I'm just going to go to court, do my paperwork, and then it's in your hands. That's it. So we started the study. Uh, I started praying. Every morning I'd wake up, I would declare scripture. I was... Uh, 
declaring, and there was one scripture in particular that talked about our kids returning to our border, and I was declaring that the enemy was going to leave this situation because he had been tormenting us for over five years. Um, So it was literally instant. I got a phone call from their grandmother, and they had been, they go on and off with their grandmother, and she said, Lori, I feel in my heart the kids need to be with you. She said, they need to be with you, and I'm praying that they're with you because they need you. And I said, okay, like, thank you. That was the first part. So then the, then throughout the process of me praying, declaring, taking the book and applying it, um, their dad begins to call me, and he, God's stirring his heart, you know, which once was very firm. Today he started to just say, okay, um, I'm thinking about it. I, yes, no, yes, no. And I said, okay, you know, just stayed calm. I said, it's fine. And I continue to pray for him as well. Um, So uh, April 17th, uh, we went to court. And he said, I agree with everything that you say. Um, I agree with completely everything that you want. So he... Not only he, he, we were able to sit down, write down everything, and, and my kids are going to start school with me um, next year. They um, are overjoyed. We're so excited because it's been a really long time. It's been a lot of suffering. It's been a lot of prayer. And um, God is just so amazing because he has shown me through this book that he is not, he, he hears us when we cry. He hears us when we are, uh, well, he knows what we're going through. But through this process, it has built my faith. It has showed me how to pray. It has showed me how to declare the word of God. And it has showed me that his word will not return void. And one main thing, one lastly, is that um, not only has he turned this situation around so quickly, their dad told me at court, he said uh, that he's now saved, that he's going to church. <laughs> that he's getting baptized. So uh, God is just so amazing, and his word does not return void. And I just want to thank Bridge Women. I want to thank Pastor Ann. I want to thank my connection group because they stood with me. They prayed. I learned so much from them, and I'm just so grateful to God for for all this. God is so good. And I love that, that not only did she pray about the situation with her children, but she prayed for their father. And look what God did in his life as well. Awesome. Thank you, Lori. You know, I just want to share with you uh, another testimony that was an email that came to me regarding family intervention as well, and just how God works in families. And, And this one, it just says, This study of fervent prayer has helped me understand why I must pray specific prayers for all my concerns, worries, fear, and unrealistic expectations in my life. For example, in my marriage, I was expecting my husband to meet unrealistic needs in our relationship, needs only God could fulfill. I asked God to forgive me for looking to my husband or anyone other than him for what only he could fill and fix in my life. I thanked the Lord for the love and understanding that he can only give me to help me stop expecting from anyone but him for perfect love, comfort, and acceptance of who I am. I also prayed that my husband would forgive me for expecting from him unrealistic expectations for what only God could do for me. I had been hurt and bitter towards my husband, but I realized how important forgiveness is to experience freedom. Awesome. God wants to work 
in all of our family relationships. And whatever family relationship you might be dealing with tonight, I want to encourage you to find a scripture, to stand on it, to believe, to pray, and trust. And he will move. Keep trusting. When you don't see it, it doesn't look like it, it doesn't mean a thing. He is at work. Keep trusting. All right. Now I want to ask Petula Griffith to come. This is Petula. She is precious. I want to tell you, I met this lady two years ago when she came to this church, and I have seen God do so much in her life. So I asked her to share tonight. First of all, I didn't realize there'd be so many of you. <laughs> it's a little overwhelming. Um, it's just notes. I'm not reading anything. So... I've had a really, or my daughter and I have had a really, really rough past two years. Um, we've been homeless, lived in my van, stayed at a shelter, I've been without work. I, was, I spent 27 days in the hospital not knowing what was going on with my daughter because I was under so many drugs that I had no idea what they were doing to me. Okay? Um, I have been away from the church probably, oh, my son's 38, so probably 40 years. <laughs> and uh, I had issues with, the only way I can say it is people who call themselves Christians, because they're not really Christians. They're just doing things that they want to do when making whatever excuses they can. Um, so a friend of mine had told me about this church, and I came, and I was doing the church hopping thing. And every couple of weeks, I would end up back here, and I would do church hopping, and I would end up back here, and I would do church hopping, and I was like, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to be here, so I'm here. Um, but um, God is truly amazing, okay? So I said I've been homeless, and I stayed in my car. I had friends help me find um, a place in a shelter that housed me for me and my daughter for almost a year. Yeah, your whole seventh grade almost. Um, and then we found, we found a place to stay. Um, and to show you how well God works with our prayers, um, I live in Lake Elsinore. I do not like Lake Elsinore School District. I, my daughter's had a really hard time there. Um, so she goes to school in Temecula. When I moved back to Elsinore, I asked God for a way to keep my daughter where she is. She's still in Temecula. And next year, she will be, she will be going to Great Oak? Okay. Great Oak High School. Okay. But that's not what I came up here to tell you about, and I'm going to make this really quick. Okay. So I did 27 days in the hospital. I had surgery on my foot. I got a bug bite at one time that never healed. Uh, the venom actually caught, cut off the circulation and caused my foot to start dying. So I have scars on my calf, on my thigh, and my groin where they took veins out to put in my foot so that they didn't have to chop it off. Okay, um, my foot did not heal the way it was supposed to. I'm now missing two toes. If you guys catch me limping, it's because first of all, you never realize how much you how much balance you put in your feet. 
until you get up and forget that you don't have two toes and find yourself on the floor. Because um, it's, sometimes it's really hard to keep my balance. And I, I've had people tell me I walk like I'm drunk, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I can't do anything about that because it's really hard sometimes. So uh, they were telling me that I needed a second surgery to see if they can fix um, fix my foot because I, my foot stays bandaged right now. If I take the bandage off, you can see the bone from my two baby toes showing up. And um, so God and I have been having this talk and I'm like, I really, 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 really don't want the surgery. I really don't want to go through this again. I don't think I could do another 30 days in the hospital. Uh, so because it's healing, it's healing, but it's healing slowly. But, um, and I, I hate to say it this way, but it's the only way that I can say it. I've had to kind of sort of remind God every once in a while, dude, you said by Jesus' stripes, this is healed. What is up? It's taking too long. So then um, about a month ago, well, actually I've had it for longer than a month, but a month ago I went in for a cyst under my arm. It wasn't painful. It was just in a really funky place, so it was really, really annoying. <laughs> and the doctor that I went to see said the only way that they could get rid of it was for another surgery. And I'm like, no, I can't do this. I can't, I can't do another surgery. Made the schedule, made the appointment for the surgery. Three days before the surgery, I'm sitting at the library with my daughter. My arm starts itching. I go like this. The entire cyst came off of my hand. No blood, no pain, no nothing. I went back to my doctor, no infection. There's not even a mark under my arm that shows where it was. So I know prayer works. I'm housed. I have a vehicle that runs. Oh, by the way, my vehicle wasn't running when we were living in it. And her bus driver called the guys from Ford and said, come tow it and come fix it. And I now have a vehicle that runs and it cost me zero. I have income, I have a place to stay, I have a moving vehicle, I have the love of my, char my child, I have you wonderful people. Um, I have God now that I didn't have two years ago because I'd given up on him because of people who claimed to be part of him. God is so faithful. Wherever you're at in life, he sees you and he's got you. Maybe you're here tonight and you need physical healing in your body. I hope you were encouraged by that. God is faithful. He is our healer. And we're going to continue to stand in agreement with Petula for the continuing healing of her foot. But we know... Just as he healed that tumor, he is at work. That foot is healed in Jesus' name. And you just keep bringing God in remembrance of his word. I think God wants us to remind him of his word, that we are standing on that promise. I don't know about calling him dude, but anyways. Laughter <laughs> 
I wanted to share with you another story of healing that was uh, sent to us through an email. And I just, if, if you're here and you need healing in your body, please know God is the healer. He created your body and he wants to heal you. Listen to this. The medical diagnosis for my mom was grim. My mother was barely 90 pounds. Her liver was malfunctioning. Her kidneys were weakening. My mother had black stool and was bleeding internally, and her hemoglobin was 5.5, and multiple blood transfusions were ineffective. My mother's stomach was swollen and distended, and my mother was in constant chronic pain. And my mother was going in and out of consciousness, and her eyes were lemon peel yellow, severely jaundiced. My mom had lost so much weight, it was as if, as if her flesh was just laying on her bones. After praying with my mother and giving her communion, miracle after miracle began to unfold. Three medical procedures were canceled. My mom's body began to heal itself, as the doctor said. My mom's black stool began to lighten on its own. The massive fluid that was in my mother's abdomen disappeared. The doctors stated they could no longer legally even go in and perform the surgery to remove the fluid because there was so little. My mother's hemoglobin began to normalize and stay stable, and no internal bleeding, bleeding could be found. My mom began to become more conscious, recognizing me and her husband and her sister and my brother. My mother was even released a day early from the hospital. How awesome is that? God is so faithful. He is our healer. By the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. It's already been paid for. All right, I want to ask you to join me in welcoming Haley Munoz. There she is, the lovely Haley. She's going to share an awesome testimony with us. All right, so I've just been moved for this last year. Um, last June, my husband and I got baptized here at the bridge together. Um, we have come from a solid foundation on both sides, but um, we got to do it together and actually be on the same page for the first time ever. Um, so that was just amazing, and we were able to move forward. Um, I'll just tell you a little bit about ourselves. We um, have two children. We've been married for 10 years. We're about to have a little baby girl. Um, we have started a business called Munoz Woodworks, and we have used, we just have started that from the ground up with God as our center, um, just trying to satisfy these clients, satisfy God with, through our woodworking, um, just as a family. Um, but in December of last year, we experienced God's peace for the first time through tribulation, um, through these tribulations that were happening to our business. We didn't know it at the time, but looking back, it was definitely the start of a war. Um, we started the fervent study about eight weeks after that, and at that time I realized that it was war. In that moment, I didn't know at all. Um, but Satan used our business as a vessel to keep attacking our family constantly. The financial stability attacks began two days before Christmas, and we knew it was spiritual. As clients complain, it complained to us daily, our paychecks started to become really hard to overcome. We didn't let down believing with God, and we just kept believing forward. But the fervent study, once it started, it was in the midst of our storm. Um, we saw from every which way that Satan was attacking us. 
Um, I don't have a huge war room. I don't have it like the movie. But what I did do is I went home and I took all my cards that I wrote out and I put a little board in our kitchen. We have a little arch that you can walk through and every single morning I can stand there and I can read these prayers over our family, with my husband, with my children, with my mom, whoever's there. We just have this board that we look at and it's so powerful. I could just feel the presence of God even if I'm not reading it. And he hates it. Satan hates it. He hated that board. Two days after I put it up, he continued to pour down on us. So it was really, really hard um, just knowing that that was just too powerful for Satan. Um, the attacks on our business continued from bursting water pipes in clients' homes, costing us thousands of dollars. Um, we got into two car accidents in two days, both being our fault. Everywhere we went, Satan was attacking us financially. We couldn't keep our head above water. And everywhere we went, um, there was just someone or something needing to be paid that we couldn't pay. Um, we prayed and believed in that moment, but just felt so abandoned. We felt like it wasn't ending. We trusted and prayed that God would see our hearts, trusting in his promises and seeing the truth that Satan would be defeated at the end of this. <clears throat> uh, with hard being an understatement, the breakdowns were so difficult. Um, we felt helpless. Satan was doing everything in his power um, to make us quit this job and also to keep us away from our church. Um, we were on our knees constantly, but it just felt like it wasn't going anywhere, which was hard for us, but we didn't stop our faith due to this study. Um, things were just getting harder and harder. So on the Super Bowl Sunday, actually, um, I was in my car on the way to work, uh, on the way to church, and I just felt like my faith wasn't ending, but I think my fight is because I just can't move forward anymore. And I got into into the church and I finally broke down to my husband and usually I'm his stability in the relationship. I'm always there for him emotionally. And I just told him I can't be his, his stronghold. I, I need to just break down. I need to cry. I need to just get through this and I'm going to go to church. It's going to be okay. But this is just too hard. There's too much going on. I'm pregnant. And I walked through the doors of the, on second service because we couldn't make it to first. We never had been to second service before. And the lady walked up to me, who's now I call my angel. And she told me that she has a gift and that she, she would like to talk to me. And she told me that God sees me. And that's the one thing I kept praying. Do you see this? Do you see what's going on? Because I just felt like he didn't see. If you really saw me, why is this still happening? And she said, I just want to let you know that the storm is almost over and that he knows that you're through, going through a war. And he sees everything, and she sat with me, and she prayed with me, and she just comforted me and just gave me confirmation through everything. And I just felt like, okay, he knows. He sees me. I'm going to be okay. So I walk into service two minutes later, and Gary walks up, and I'm sure this has impacted a lot of people because that's what God does. He just used to speak to many, but Gary walked up and said, there's a family of five out there, and... You've been going through a lot, but the storm is almost over. So at that point, I'm obviously a hot mess. And I'm like, okay, I got my confirmation. I'm going to be okay. God is real at this point. I know I haven't lost my faith. I'm not going to lose my fight now that I was going to lose. Um, sorry. Um, so I walked away that day thinking it was over, thinking it was finally done. The victory is going to come. We're going to be okay again. But it got worse. March, 
March came, and it was the slowest month we've had in four years. We started to struggle so hard, I, I couldn't help but just continue to say each morning that this is going to end in victory. Trusting God, tithing, planting seeds, praying the word, believing with my husband. But it just kept getting worse. Bills started not getting paid. Jobs were getting slower. Then Satan said that that wasn't enough. He decided to start attacking every which way. Um, my two-year-old was hospitalized. My husband was having health issues constantly. Our main transportation broke down. Our work trailer was completely um, totaled. The only way we can get our inventory out. Um, our wood shop wasn't paid for the first time in four years. Our employee gave his two weeks, and everything was just crumbling right before our eyes. I couldn't make to bridge women because car problems, and we couldn't afford the gas. It was the lowest and hardest time. I was so sad, and it felt like it shouldn't be happening because all I'm doing is believing. My prayers were specific for revision, for guidance, for hearts of flesh to not be angry at the situation. We sat and we waited as now our TV was getting turned off. Our Wi-Fi was getting turned off. Nothing was being paid. No bills. Everything was going over 50 days. Um, that the vic I just kept believing the victory was coming. After this has happened, I received a phone call 20 days later saying, um, three days before my truck was about to get repoed, one day before my Edison was going to get turned off, and four days before we almost lost our shop for good. And it was my sister, who I don't have a relationship with, but not in a bad term. She just lives far away. Um, she called me, and she just wanted to see how I was doing with my baby. And she just said, I have a gift for you. It's from God. I just want to let you know that I'm going to bless you and your business. And I'm going to make sure everything is paid this month as well as more than enough. And I also want to let you know that God has given me um, a gift to also give you for the new business that you've been wanting to do, which is an online women's boutique for myself. Um, so it was just the, most, the best breakthrough we've ever had. But God said he wasn't done yet. He brought us six new jobs that week. He brought, got our car fixed. He got every single thing paid for. And the best thing of all, um, each person that placed an order that week was a believer in Christ. So he's now surrounding us with all of his people. So... Um, his presence and peace have been over it all. We've just felt his hands through everything. And without this book or study, um, I just, I wouldn't see the, over, like, could God overcome this because I wouldn't keep believing with his promises, you know. So the support from my table each week over our business, over our family, um, we not only experienced a true testimony, but we really learned to just open up the promises of God in all things, no matter what's going on, whether my husband's going to a job to, to get something, whether he's getting his license, or whether I'm going to start a new opportunity. We just open the promises, and we speak them together, and we just believe it. So I just, I just want to encourage you that if you're in a time to where you don't feel like you can keep going because you're just sitting in your car and you're crying and you're saying, this is not, this isn't fair, this isn't enough, I promise you he's going to make a breakthrough. He is going to be there and he hears you. And when your, your prayers turn into tears, those tears are heard and there is victory at the end of this. So don't give up because I almost did and I'm so happy I didn't. No matter what you're facing, no matter how bad it looks, no matter if it looks like it's getting worse, don't give up. 
God is faithful. All right, I want to ask Sandy Fannin Kennedy to come join me. She's got an amazing story, and she wants to hold her notepads, so I told her I'd hold the mic for her. <laughs> I had to write it big. Um, my name's Sandy, and uh, I, this started, Pastor Ann and I were having a conversation several weeks ago um, about what, what God had been speaking to me about um, during our study, especially the part on forgiveness. Uh, she asked me if I would share it with all of you, and my first response was, no, I don't talk in front of people. I can't do that. So she said, would you just think about it and pray about it? And I did. And so here I am. Uh, God told me just to step out in faith and trust him. Um, so I shared with Pastor Ann how God has spoke to me about turning my bitterness into forgiveness. And Priscilla said, the enemy wants our hearts to stay hardened with anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. So I need to share with you a little bit about my story so you can understand how difficult this is for me. Uh, my husband and I owned a Salon Meritage in a very safe little community in Seal Beach. Uh, we worked side by side for 16 years in there, ran our business together. We had an amazing staff of people um, who were like our family. We shared weddings and births and losses together and always supported each other. Uh, on October 12, 2011, after losing a year-long custody battle over their eight-year-old son, um, one of the gals that worked for us and her husband had lost got to cry. He came in and he decided to jam the front door of our salon and came through the side door and he came in to take all our lives. So I had just walked seconds before into the back room where we mix color for our clients to mix my hair color. I saw him come in and I saw him shoot Michelle and Christy my girls that worked there, I stood against the wall, no more than eight feet from him. Um, and I just prayed that he would um, not shoot anyone else and that they would all run out and get out alive. Um, he decided to turn instead of to the left, he would have saw me. He turned to the right, and so he didn't see me. And when he finished shooting, I came out um, into the salon part. I walked out and seven people were murdered, including my husband. And when asked later why he didn't just kill his wife, why everyone else, he said the rest were just collateral damage. Um, I remember when I walked into that room, I said out loud to God, really loud, I can't believe this, I'm not a strong person. I can't do this. But we have an amazing God. He took care of me. He filled me with his strength. And he loved me and he healed me. But through this study, he told me that he wasn't, I wasn't finished healing. Um, so I needed to start forgiving and praying for Scott. 
I had to start by praying for God to give me desire to pray for him because in my heart, um, I didn't feel he deserved to go to heaven and I didn't with all those people or be saved. Um, but as I started to pray, God reminded me of what Jesus said to the Father when he was on the cross in Luke. Father, forgive them. They do not know what, they, what they're doing. So just as the Lord forgives us, we need to forgive others. Priscilla said in her book, The Enemy Wants Us to Be Bitter Women, our hearts coated with callous, of resentment, crippled by our past. Unforgiveness is the enemy's design to outwit us, to keep us bruised and bleeding, unable to experience any power in our prayers or the intimacy with the Father. And I don't want that. I do know God forgives us. And we need to forgive others even when we don't feel like it, when we start. The Lord has turned things around in my life since that day and has truly blessed me. We will never understand why some things happen in our lives, but we have to just have faith and trust in God and just keep going. So he's really teaching me to want to pray for Scott in my heart for his salvation and for me to forgive him. So I'm just going to keep praying. So that's all. God is amazing. And he will work in our lives and through the most difficult of situations if we allow him to. You know, the enemy wants nothing more than to destroy our relationships, not just with each other, but he wants to destroy our relationship with God. And when we hold on to that pain, the hurt, the bitterness, the anger, the resentment and unforgiveness, it puts a wedge between us and God. But we can, through prayer, come and say, okay, God, I want to be free of this. You know what? Forgiveness isn't something that we can do in our own natural strength. But with God, we can. And he will help us discover supernatural forgiveness that brings total freedom. And maybe you've had some tragedies, some just horrific things happen in your past. Maybe you've been holding on to that pain. We want you to know tonight that with God, you can be free from that. You can find healing. But it comes as we take that step and are willing to forgive and let God work in the situation. And he will. He will. And he wants freedom for all of us. Amen? We've heard some pretty amazing stories tonight of how God's working in women's lives when what I love is when they let him. These women have let him. And God wants to work in all of our lives. He wants us to have open hearts to allow him to do all that he desires to do. And we're going to pray tonight together because I know that there are numerous needs represented in this place tonight. And just as God has intervened and worked in these women's lives, he wants to work in all of our lives. 
And as you heard tonight, it's not just always this instantaneous thing. Sometimes there is this process. Sometimes we want God to wave a magic wand over our lives and everything turns around like that. But very often there is a process and we have a responsibility in that process. God does his part, but he asks us to do our part. And you know what our part is? To believe, to trust, and to stand on his word. So we're going to pray tonight and we're going to stand on God's word and we're going to believe him for divine intervention in all of our lives tonight. If you have a need in any area of your life, I want you to just slip up your hand. All right. Wow. Look around. A lot of needs represented in this place, and God knows all of them. He knows you by name, and he knows every detail. And so we are going to stand together as a sisterhood of women in this place tonight and pray in faith for each other. Can we stand to our feet? I want us to just really... Join together in faith, praying, believing, and trusting God. Father, we come before you right now. God, I thank you for all of these amazing women. You see them. You know them. You know every detail of their lives, God. And Father, you know every need represented here. First and foremost, Father, I pray right now for women in this place who don't yet know you as Lord and Savior, who have never surrendered their lives to you, who maybe didn't even know they could have a personal relationship with you. God, I pray for them right now that they would recognize that you are their God that you love them so much that you sent Jesus to die for them so they can have relationship with you on this earth and spend eternity in heaven with you. And Father, I pray for any woman in this place who wants to have a relationship with you, God, I pray right now that in her own heart, in her own words, she would surrender to you and she would ask you to become the Lord and Savior of her life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for women surrendering their lives to you right now. And God, I pray right now for those who are here who have been deeply hurt, maybe who have had tragedies in their past, who have been holding on to the past, holding on to the hurt or bitterness from the past. God, I pray that you would bring healing deep into the core of their being, in the depths of their soul. God, I'm asking for supernatural healing in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray that they would be willing to surrender that hurt and that bitterness to you, to surrender that unforgiveness to you, and ask for your help to forgive. And God, as they take that one step, I pray that you would take five steps more towards them. God, that you would help them, that you would teach them how to forgive as only you can forgive. And you would help them by your spirit and you would bring freedom in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray right now for those in this place in need of healing. God, I'm asking for supernatural healing power to flood through women's bodies right now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Your word says that by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. It's already been done. That's your promise. We stand on your word and we believe your word and we trust you for healing in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for those in need of provision tonight. God, thank you for the stories we've heard tonight 
tonight of your supernatural provision. And God, you are not a respecter of persons. God, you will provide. Your word says that you are our provider, that you will supply for our every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So Father, right now I'm asking for divine provision being poured out into women's lives in Jesus' name. And Father, for those in need of wisdom and direction, God, I'm asking that you would intervene, that you'd give them the wisdom they need. You'd give them the answers to decisions. Father, I pray before they leave this place tonight that they would know in their heart what they need to do regarding that decision they are facing. Your word says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let them ask of you and you would give it liberally. So we are asking for an abundance of wisdom right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. And God, right now, I pray for those who've been battling with depression or anxiety or fear. God, we come against that right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I'm asking for supernatural peace just to flood through their entire being. God, I am asking that they would discover freedom in you. There would be supernatural healing for their minds and their hearts in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. And God, I'm asking right now that every chain of bondage would be broken. The women who've been battling bondage or addictions or anything that has kept them bound up and prevented them from experiencing the freedom you have for them. We take authority over chains of bondage. We command them to be broken in this place right now in Jesus' name. And Father, we praise you and we thank you for freedom. Thank you for freedom that is only found in you, God. We believe your word. We stand on your word and we trust you completely in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 To remain standing, we're going to take a moment and just worship God together. Whatever you're believing for, continue to meditate on his promise for your life. <laughs> 